Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Chachahan. And as always, we have with us Interneed. Welcome back to Episode 77, Week 2 Betting Lines and Week 1 Recap. That's right, boys. The NFL has kicked off and we've seen all but one game. And now it's time to decide the rest of the season based on that. How are you doing this, this evening, Nick? Well, the Carolina Panthers are going to the Super Bowl. I think that's that's obvious. Um, the Let's see here. My Joe Burrow wins MVP pick is looking fantastic. Uh, the Falcons, the Falcons may go 0-17 along with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is washed. Aaron Rodgers is washed up. Uh, Ryan and the Tana Thrills in Tennessee are done. They're dead. The Buffalo Bills in Buffalo are dead. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Washington football team managed to kill another great quarterback. Dude, isn't that the MO of the Washington football team, though? Like, uh, on a serious note? Yeah, 100%. The, the Texans are back. The Texans? The Texans are back. David Colley is bringing the Texans to the promised land. The Philadelphia Eagles are not losing a football game to an <laughs> NFC opponent. Not ever. They're, they're, I mean, they, yeah. How many games do they play against the, the AFC? Six? Probably. Yeah, so they're going they're going eleven and six this year. Eleven the, and six. They're the gonna Texans, have the they're gonna have the best wide receiver in all of football. The Texans are on pace to go seventeen and now. I just want everybody to know that. Yeah. And and I and you know, I I, I, I don't want to be I don't think I'm being that audacious here when I say they will go seventeen now. Yes, I yeah. agree. Okay. I, I want to say this, that uh, Christian McCaffrey is on pace for 150 targets. So Christian McCaffrey will lead the NFL in targets. Christian McCaffrey got every – like, I like I, I don't want to exaggerate here. We're not an exaggerating podcast. Every single yard of Carolina total offense in the game <laughs> against the Jets was gained by Christian McCaffrey. Get the fuck out of here. I all the, ne- all the negative want. yards – were gained by other players. Christian McCaffrey gained all 400-something yards of offense. <laughs> I will say that. At least that's what it seemed like. I will say this. The way Carolina uses Christian McCaffrey, they forget that they paid him a hundred and something million dollars. And also, if you are a fantasy owner listening to this podcast, I have a piece of advice. Sell high on Robbie Anderson. I love Christian McCaffrey has eliminated Robbie Anderson from that offense. The entire, the entire uh, show or the entire game, they tried to like sell the connection between Robbie Anderson and, uh, and Sam Darnold. They tried to be like, Oh yeah. Like there's such that, like they played New York together. Like they're, they're going to connect all the time. No, he's got Christian McCaffrey. And then, it will, first of all, one, he's going to look for DJ Moore. Second, yeah. if you watch that game at all, the amount of times they targeted Terrence Marshall, Terrence Marshall might be their number two. So here's Joe the, Brady here's... loves that kid. And then if he faces any sort of pressure whatsoever, or Sam Darnold sees any sort of ghost whatsoever, you know what he didn't have in New York? <laughs> it's called an outlet valve. 
<laughs> that he can just literally be like he can throw. He could literally turn. They could set Christian McCaffrey up in the pistol and run him twenty yards back downfield, and Darnold could turn and throw the ball to McCaffrey, and he'll still get like a four yard gain. Yeah, and that's what's so funny is like. <sighs> The, the breakdown of targets, right? Christian McCaffrey, nine. DJ Moore, eight. Terrence Marshall, six. Robbie Anderson, three. Three now, Robbie targets. Anderson did score. No, Robbie Anderson did score a touchdown on one of his on a very nice. His uh, only catch of the game. His, yeah, his only, only catch, catch of the, of the game. game was a touchdown on a deep route. That's really all. If, we, if Robbie Anderson can be our Ted Ginn, like I thought he would be this year, Carolina's going to the Super Bowl. Okay, there you go. You have it here, folks. All right, let's bring in second person who talks on this, or third person who talks on this podcast, who also thinks his team's going to the Super Bowl. How are you doing today, internee? Uh, feeling good, feeling great, man, just like my Eagles. Jalen Hurts for MVP, Devontae Smith, Rookie of the Year. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Don't question me. All right, has Don't anyone looked at me. the MLB standings? <laughs> yeah, we're just all right. Eric talked. All right, we got to get him off of here. All right, MLB standings. Yes, I have looked at the MLB standings and I have said a few things all year and you did not believe me. So it's time for you to reckon with those things. Bring it up. So, so, so first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. Uh, there are, we have played, let's see, Tampa Bay 90. We've played a, essentially 144 games so far. 144 games, and the Tampa Bay Rays over 86 and a half win prop has already hit. If you follow this podcast, you would have taken that at the beginning of the year. You would have taken it twice. Also, you would have taken the Tampa Bay Rays to win the NL East. And then when the line got higher, you would have taken it again because they're going to win the East. But my Tampa Bay Devil Rays prop hit the other day. But now let's talk about props that didn't hit. Anyone who says to me that the AL East is not the best division in baseball is wrong. They deserve a Spartan kick to the dick. And anyone that uses the fact that, ooh, the Baltimore Orioles are in it. Yeah, the Baltimore Orioles are garbage. They are 20% of that division. You can't fucking discredit the, a whole division The Rays? That. The Blue Jays. The Sox and the Yanks all have over 80 wins. And, oh, yeah, they are all within one half game. Sorry, not one half game. A half game of making the playoffs. Every single one of those four teams has over 80 wins. I thought the Rays had a bigger lead than into that. the season. No, the they Rays? do. Oh, yeah, they you're do. talking about the, the, the middle three. I'm I'm talking that every team in that division has a ch- has a half game chance to make the playoffs, except for the Orioles. Except for the Orioles, they're 43 games back. Yeah, the it's Rays. The biggest, the, it's the, the biggest. Rays it's the biggest a, lead. It's the biggest. It's the biggest uh, deficit for a division trailer in baseball, except for the Arizona Diamondbacks. God, the Rays have a nine game lead. Holy fuck. Yeah, nine-game lead. The White Sox have a 12-game lead, and the Milwaukee Brewers have a 14-game lead. Boy, did you get that division wrong, despite me warning you. 
What was this? What what division? The NL Central. Yeah, the 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 NL Central is I just I don't want to talk about the NL Central. Oh, real I pick I, I I picked the Cardinals not going to the playoffs, which is my best bet of that. And I picked the Reds winning the division, and since they're in second place, I'll take a little bit of credit for that, even though they're 14 games back. <laughs> second place is generous. <laughs> second place is extremely generous. <laughs> I thought the Cubs take the Cubs how they were playing in May, just like my most recent relationship. Take it how it was in May and how it, and not how it was in July. <laughs> I because, I warned because in you. May in May for you for for the room three or three listeners out there. That's a that's a solid joke, by the way. It's a solid self deprecating joke. Self deprecating humor is where it's at. But they, I, war- I warned you, bro, about the Cubs. You every year you pick the Cubs, and I'm like, dude, can they I, are not good. Can I can I give my best accidental division winner bet of the year? Hell yeah, dude. So I love- I, so I wanted to pick the Mets to win the the NL East, and I thought they would win the NL East. They just don't know how to hit baseballs. I don't know if you know about the 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 three parts of the game. Yeah, it's pitching, pitching hitting, fielding, fielding. <laughs> pitching, fielding, and of course hitting. The whole- the holy triumvirate <laughs> you, of baseball. You have to you have to do at uh, least. Right. So who's yep. your accidental winner? Because I love accidents because I am an accident. That's what my I accidentally bet a hundred dollars on the Braves to win the NL East. So that's not looking too bad right now. Not with a four and a half game lead. Not with a four and a half game lead. Also, will the Phillies ever do anything good with Bryce Harper? First of all, Bryce Harper's not good, so no. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, also, let's talk about the second best division in baseball, the NL West. If you would have t- actually, I'll I'll let you take this point. Okay. The LA Dodgers have won sixty three percent of their games. For those of you keeping track at home, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up here. For you, for those of you keeping track at home, sixty three percent of their games is on track for a hundred and two wins. They. Are two and a half games back of the Giants right now for the NL West. Yeah, I mean that's what happens when the team in front of you hit wins sixty five percent of their games. <laughs> like yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of how it works. If the season ended today, Jermaine, listen to this: the Padres would play the Giants in a one game playoff to no, play no, no, the no, Giants. No, 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 no. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. The Padres would play the Dodgers. Yes. In a one game playoff to advance to play the Giants. You got to love the baseball playoffs. 100%. Well, I we I mean like we don't love the one game play in. Postseason baseball is so fucking exciting. It's unreal. It's the second best postseason in all of sports behind the Stanley Cups. Yes. Stanley Cups, like it's plural now. There's multiple cups. There's, being multiple, cups. There's multiple Stanleys, and they have multiple, multiple Stanleys. Stanley and his cups. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Honestly, it blows my mind. First of all, I did tell you the Yankees weren't going to make the playoffs, and you sat here pompously in early July the before Yankees we are went a half to- game behind. The half Yankees are a half game back. Uh, okay, cool, good story. We have you know- eighteen games left to play. They, they, stats may, that, they may be they may be one and nine in their last ten, but we're not focused there too. Sorry, two and eight in their last ten. We're not focusing on that. Hey, you want some more stats that don't matter? 
Uh, all right, here, run differential for the Strohs, 178. Seahawks, minus 57. You want other stats that don't matter, or is what? that what we're doing now? Well, I was about to say stats that don't matter. The Los Angeles Dodgers are the only team in the MLB with a run differential over 234. Oh, damn. Over 234. Oh, sorry, sorry, over 200. They're actually the only team in baseball with a run differential over 178. The Strohs, the Strohs are next. The Strohs have one seventy-eight. Holy shit! I did not notice that. I <laughs> did not Dodgers, notice that. And the Dodgers are two and a half games back. What what secret sauce are the Giants get? The Giants have have to have Nick Saban their souls, right? Like the no, entire Giants organization. You know what it is? Is they're taking it personal. They're not letting Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame. It. Why has the Why has the Giants? Social media department not released win one for Barry or Barry the Giants or no, I'm no, sorry. No, Barry the Dodgers, bro. Yeah, you, Barry the Dodgers. you just jinxed him. That's it. Dodgers are winning the division. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> I you... jinxed the Giants. Fuck the Giants. Fuck the Dodgers. Fuck the Padres. Uh, are you a Rockies fan, sir? Fuck the Rockies, too. <laughs> remember, remember, listen, I'll, I'm going to bring this up on every single episode. Remember Colorado fans? True Colorado fans. When Those we said, gluttonous assholes. When we said, Dick Monfort is not going to get away with building McGregor Square. He won't get away with that. We just won't go to Rockies games. And then we had the six highest attendance in MOB. Goons. The you remember that? You remember that? When all of you uh, just didn't follow through? <laughs> You guys aren't a man of your word. All right, yeah, I'm done. I'm I'm done. I'm done talking about the MOB standings. Holy Basically, shit! Highest run differential ever was plus four eleven. Plus four eleven. What year was that? Yeah, I, I mean, need a year. okay. I so I looked up the stat, and it's basically every all like top fifteen of them were before like nineteen thirty seven. That was nineteen thirty nine. The Yankees had a plus four eleven differential. What was the 1927 Yankees run differential? Let me pull it up. Oh, that one was the second place. It was 371. Because that's quoted as the greatest team of all time, right? The 1927 Yankees is the greatest team of all time. Can you look up, does that list have past, like let's say past, I don't know, 19, like when they allowed black people in, like post post 1950. So the site I'm on has recognized seasons in light blue, and not recognized seasons in dark blue. The highest differential ever was actually the St. Louis Maroons in 1884 with 458. Okay, so well, so I, I know that like past like like they call it the dead ball era, right? So like past 1889, that's when they start recognizing records. But I, are there what what is the on your list when they actually when they broke the color barrier? What's what's the season past 1949 or like 19, sorry, like 1960? So there's only one season on here past 1960. It's the 98 Yankees with 309. God damn. That's still impressive, dude. The, I, I the 98 season too? That's when the 1998 Yankees plentiful. with who? With how many? 309. Okay. I think the 1998 Yankees played the Padres. In the yeah, World that's, Series, that's right? the year they won. Yeah, Jeter. Yeah, they Rivera. they played they played the pot. One of the years they won. 
Yeah, one of the other one. They played the they played the Padres that year. Okay, I, I didn't mean that was the only year they won. If that's what you understood from that sentence, then yeah, fight me. <laughs> all right, so all right, so here's here's how we're gonna do it. So moving on, week one of the NFL. Give me, I'm gonna ask you, Jermaine, then you, Eric, and then myself. Give me your one highlight of week one or your one takeaway from week one, and not like an outrageous one. Uh, my one takeaway from year yeah. uh, from week one is uh, second year quarterbacks show up and show out. So not including oh uh, yeah okay keep going sorry. Uh, so Jalen Hurts right Jalen Hurts obviously they didn't play a ton of the talent but Jalen Hurts balled out against um, the Washington football team and uh, sorry. Against the Atlanta Falcons, and he they put up a, a hurting on them. Then you had Justin Herbert, right? Justin Herbert played against um, Washington football team, was able to get away with a victory on that, dropped 20 points on what we thought would be one of the best defenses in football, which they proved on that day they were. They held that offense to 20. And then you had Joe Burrow coming back from a super serious knee injury. Leading an overtime victory versus the Minnesota Vikings, throwing for two touchdowns, almost 300 yards. So that's that was my takeaway from it. I was surprised to see that leap from those guys, and it's, I'm actually happy for them. Good for them. All right, Eric, what do you got? And it can't be Eagles based. It's not going to be. Uh, honestly, I I'm I'm the Rams, man. I think they're for real. I think they're going to be a threat. Um, Matthew Stafford is insane. That defense is outstanding. I, I really do think they're going to win that division easily, like I said, and they're going to give the the Bucks a run for their money in that uh, NFC uh, Championship game. Yeah, that's great. Imagine imagine Matt Stafford almost winning games with the Lions, and then surrounded by an actual good team with an actual good defense. And this is what you, this, is this is what you get. This is what blows my mind. Is like Matt Stafford has the two league leading receivers in yards after the cat. Or sorry. He has first and third over the last four years. Cup Cooper, and Woods, yeah. Cup at 6.1 and Woods at 5.7. All he has to do is get the ball to them. You don't think <laughs> yeah. Matt Stafford could get the fucking ball to them? He can He can, He can. can fire that pigskin. Unreal. He made Tyler Higby look scary yesterday, bro. Van Jefferson, the second-year wideout, and we know my fucking love for second-year wideouts based on analytics. The second-year wideout Van Jefferson scored an eighty-yard touchdown to start the fucking game. I, I, dude. I first of all, we all know I love. I have a fucking big-time boner for Matt Stafford. So, yeah, I just get. I get as hot. as 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 everyone should. My week one takeaway. I didn't believe you, Jermaine, and I want to apologize personally on air to millions of people. <laughs> I didn't think the Broncos were this good. Oh baby, let's go. The Denver Broncos, after watching the performance of the Chargers, after watching the performance of the Chiefs, after watching the performance of the AFC in general, the Broncos may sneak in as the seventh seed. I know it's the Giants. I know. I don't want to get overhyped. But they dominated all phases of the game against the Giants. 
and Teddy Bridgewater may just be the answer they need at quarterback. Unfortunately for the Broncos, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, I don't – look, the thing is you can't look at a team that talented on paper and all they need is a quarterback and not think they're going to fucking make – be good. For sure. Like, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Noah Fant – a big, uh, a big. I'm gonna mess up his name. It's like a, a. He scored a touchdown yesterday, but he's the Missouri kid, the Missouri tight end who played with Drew Locke. Uh, he's good as Albert, hell. Albert uh, Oka Bynum or whatever his name. It's is. like Bynum. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the only, the only way I can Oka Weg Bynum. <laughs> if I'm reading it, I can say it fine. Eric, Eric, put yourself, put yourself on mute and Google Translate that some bitch's name. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, right? Melvin Gordon broke so many tackles because that offensive line apparently didn't want to help him out. And, uh, you know, then he has Javante Williams, who's the North Carolina rookie running back, who's going to get better as the season goes on. And that's not even – we're not even talking about the best part of that team yet. That defense – Ronald is... Darby, Justin Simmons, Kyra Fuller. Oh my Vaughn Miller, God. Shelby Harris, Deshaun Williams. Bradley Chubb. Yeah. They got big fat just big old dumpers in the pants at the defensive Listen. tackle position. Oh my goodness. They're not this they're Broncos not, team is good, bro. They're not lighting the ass, all right? They're not they're not lighting the ass, bro. That is a fact. And that's what you know, Teddy Bridgewater he's not the dude who's going to get you to the Super He's not going to win the Super Bowl. Teddy Bridgewater get your ass to the playoffs, though. Ted, Teddy, Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater will not lose games, and Teddy Bridgewater, if someone makes a mistake, he makes them pay. Listen, let me just say that Denver recent history suggests that if you just have a good defense – you can take Tim Tebow to the playoffs. That's so true. That Denver defense can take Tim Tebow to the playoffs. Imagine what they can do with Teddy Two Gloves. Yeah, and Teddy, you know, he gets a bad rap, but he's I attribute Teddy Bridgewater to Alex Smith. I think he's this generation's Alex Smith. False. This generation already has an Alex Smith, and it's Alex Smith. He can be the he can be Generation Z's Alex Smith. Alex Smith was last generation's Alex Smith. No, he's mine. He's mine. (laughs) Last generation had Jeff Garcia. I get Alex Smith. God damn it! All right, fine, fine. He is Alex. He's he's exactly Alex Smith, though. Changed my mind. He won't. He he's a game manager. He won't win a game, but he won't lose a game. But if you make a mistake, he'll make you pay, just like you said. Yeah, and I think this Broncos team, and I love Vic Fangio as a coach. Everyone knows I love Vic Fangio. I'm a big pro Vic Fangio guy. So I was on Broncos early, and I'm glad that they showed out in a dominant fashion. Now, will that translate? Who knows? They play against the the Chiefs. You know what I mean? They play against the Chiefs. We'll see what they do. Yeah, we'll see what they do against real competition. But as of right now, you have to like what you see. You have to be encouraged with what you see. 
E, can I add a week two bold prediction? The Raiders finish fourth in this division. <laughs> he I mean, busted like, out. I, is that a, is he that bust, a, did he, did he, he busted out the notebook? He, yeah. <laughs> I'm writing it down, Doug. I'm writing it down yeah, for he you. He didn't even say anything to me. All right, Jermaine. Let, all right. So, so here's how we're going to change it up, right? So obviously we can't give you guys the head-to-head results right now because the Ravens are leading the Raiders 14 to 7 right now. It's about to be the end of the first half, right? Did they not make that field goal? No, may, maybe they did. I don't know. I just I literally just checked the score before I closed the tab. It's 14-10 halftime. 14-10 at halftime. So right now, Jermaine's bet pushes, which means we would all lose this week. But well, we can't, we can't. a push is not a loss. Okay. Well, well, Jermaine doesn't lose, but he pushes, so he gets his money back, I guess, whatever he wants to equate that as. So Did I lose the money? You didn't lose the money. You're right. All right. All right. So, so it's not right. a loss. So what are we throwing that up as a, if it's if it finishes like this, so that's like a tie. A draw? It's a zero zero one. Zero zero one for Jermaine. Zero yeah, zero we, one. We we had this last that's, year when Nick and I were head to head. That's some real cheeky shit right there, bro. Just take your ass like a, a man. Bro. What's a tie? Hold on. All right. We had we had this last year when Nick and I went head to head. You would know if you listened to the podcast. First of all, you're wrong because you took them at minus four and a half. I didn't say it would be a tie. Nick oh, said well, there it would we be go. Well, I, well, I, I, guess, I, 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 I thought I thought you had him at minus four. So right now, if the game ended, obviously Jermaine would lose, which means we would all lose this week. But next week, we will be able to get back to you with week one and week two results. Later, we'll actually uh, hopefully not pick Monday night games or do the podcast later in the week, which will probably will happen. But the what we're gonna do is we're going to give you guys our head-to-head bets this week for week two, and then we're going to give you two more bets from each of us, kind of round-robin style, that we like this week. That can be either spreads, over-unders, or like player props that we like for the week. What do you think about that, guys? I wish we'd just go through the whole board because I don't know what I want. I like talking it out with you guys. (laughs) But, yeah, that works for me. All right, well – so let's I'll, I'll start then with my head-to-head pick. I like Philadelphia plus three and a half this week. And obviously this these will change through the through the week. This is what I'm getting on Bovada right now. Right? Yeah, yeah. When we're talking lines, this is what we are submitting the bet as for head to head. The Lions are a downgrade without Matt Stafford added Jared Goff. They're a downgrade for that. And they almost beat the 49ers and they're getting punished for it. Or like the 49ers are getting three and a half points because they almost beat the hapless Niners because their defense came through and Jared Goff couldn't get the job done. I don't see it happening. I mean, Jared Goff got him there. Well, he got him there, right? But he just he couldn't score that last touchdown. But he still was in position to score that last touchdown. And I feel like Philadelphia getting three and a half is too much. So that'll be my bet of the week. The Eagles plus three and a half. There are some fucking gigantic lines this week. Yeah. I'm staring at a plus 13. At home. And a half. In my face. And I'm looking at a plus 10 and a half for Detroit. Detroit's not uh, – how is Packers opening up a 10-and-a-half-point 10, 10 favorite based on what we just saw? They got whooped. What? 
Is this microphone working? Whooped. It was neutral field, and 80% of the fans were Packers fans. Whooped. Holy cow, that is outrageous. I, I do know. love I do love a Detroit plus 10. That is crazy to me, dude. Saints are favorites on the road at Carolina. Patriots. Let me, you, are... let me tell you, let me tell you about the Carolina play. Matt Rule cannot call plays in the red zone. He can call <laughs> plays to get him into the red zone. He cannot call plays in the red zone. The Saints minus three and a half. I, I'm going to build a house on that number. Yeah. I actually hope it drops so I could get an even better number, bro. I hope it drops too. I hope it drops to <laughs> Saints plus two and a half. I don't yeah. know. That should sound that's so wild to me that uh anyways, it's gonna be another cakewalk for the Saints in Carolina. Shocker. Yeah, not shocking. Man, I'm trying to find an over under that I like, and I don't really there's a lot of clear cut like this seems for sure winning. I don't know about that spread. Like Cleveland minus 12 and a half versus Houston. Like, obviously, I understand why the line's that, that big. All right, Eric. While Jermaine looks at his lines, do you have a line that you like? Yeah, I think I'm going to take uh, Dallas uh, Son plus, of a bitch. plus 145 money line against the Chargers. It's a solid bet. It's a solid bet. No, you guys, I told you that the order had to be me next. Like, based on last week where Eric opened, then Nick went second, and then me. Do you want that bet? I'll Did pick you another want one. Dallas? No, I'll give it to you. No, you got it. I don't want it now. Fuck you. Eat a Why dick. are you so angry? Because I explained this last time, and now I can't pick that bet because it's off the board. I'm looking up and down the lines, and Dallas plus three was my favorite, and then you, Nick's like, I didn't well, take Dallas plus three. We'll, you will take, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go. Unfucking real, bro. All right, I guess Eric gets to go first and then second. Oh, that's cool, guys. You're such a baby. Pick your fucking pick. No, this is unreal. If a you would be the same way. I didn't look at this until five minutes before the show. Actually, in our pre-show, I looked up these lines. You're good at picking losers, though. What was your record this weekend? A bug crawling up on me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, change the subject. No, I just I just had like a you know these you know those earwig earwig things that live in your house which look like can do major damage to you, but they never can. When them I have, honestly, crawling, I have like, no clue what bug that is. Google everybody out there. Google earwig after this. It's the freakiest bug you've ever seen. That's probably <laughs> just that's that's probably just my Western uh, vernacular coming out. Yes, I'm great at picking winners. That's why I'm the fade. I'm, I'm the I'm the fader of the podcast. You better fade me, and you'll win a lot of money. By the way, uh, for for everybody out there, just to make you guys feel better, uh, my picks went one in seven, <laughs> one in seven to open week one. I went what was one the winner? Seven. The Cowboys on Thursday? Uh, no, it was the it was the, you didn't uh, take the no it was the, no it, it was the Rams. I, it was the Rams. I took the Rams uh, minus seven and a half, and that one to to close out the week. You didn't take the Cowboys on Thursday? I didn't take the Cowboys on Thursday, no. Bro, we talked about how that was free money. Well, yeah, I know. But just because you talk about it being free money doesn't mean I'm going to bet it. I don't like betting free money. <laughs> I don't like money, obviously, or I wouldn't have been divorced. <laughs> you said I don't like betting free money. 
I like a challenge. I don't like. I'm not on welfare. Okay, uh, I'm gonna take since Eric hopped on the Cowboys line, which is juicy. Everyone needs to hop on Cowboys plus points. I'm gonna take uh, Los Angeles Rams minus four over the Indianapolis Colts. It's a solid bet. I didn't really see a lot of over unders that I liked. If I was taking an over under. Yeah, they've already skewed those lines so heavy. Like the Cowboys Chargers is fifty five. You know what I mean? I'm, like that's crazy. Dude. I'm going to be honest with everybody. I don't start looking at unders until after week eleven. No, I value them early because Vegas still hasn't figured out what teams can score. That's pretty good. Like here's here's one that is super interesting: Giants Washington football team over forty one. Yeah, I do like divisional unders. Any divisional under over or under 44 and a half, you take the over on. Or sorry, over 45, you take the under on. Because divisional games are so hard. So I don't really like that one that much as I as I No, that was 41. Yeah, so you don't take so you don't take it. Over over 45, you take the under. <laughs> okay. This is 41, so it's over 41. You would take the over on 41. Well, no, I'm saying any anything 45 points or over, you take the under. So I don't want to touch that bet because it's a divisional game under 45 points. So any divisional game that is the over-under is set under 45, you take the under? No, any divisional game that the over-under is set above 45, 45 or over, you take the under. Okay, that's what I'm saying. This is over 40. This is set at 41. I like the over in that game because it's at 41. I know. You and I are talking about two fundamentally different things. I know, but why would you bring up that point when I'm talking about the over-under for Giants? Because I'm telling you why I don't like that bet. It, but it doesn't fall into your criteria. Exactly. Like, it's why I don't like it. You say you don't bet over 45. This is under 45, so you would like the over. No, you do bet over 45. That's what I'm saying. Eric, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm lost, man. I, I think you guys of are course, making two Of course you are. Get off the mic. <laughs> I, I don't understand what you're saying at all. Explain it again. Say okay. it one more time. Washington, New York Giants is set at over 47. Over under 47. It's not. It's set at 41. No, 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 no. If I've, uh, in a world. In a, in, a, in a reality far from our own. You've been watching too much What If, but all right. <laughs> all right. Let's just say this. I'm just going to choose a random number. Washington, New York Giants is set at over under 41. I'm not touching the bet. Because the only reason that I bet unders is if the over-under is 45 or greater. And then I will bet the under. There's right. no betting overs. So you bet the over on this one? Maybe, if you want to. That's what I'm saying. Like, you were counteracting my point for no, no I'm reason. I'm not counteracting your point. I'm just saying I would bet this because it doesn't I'm meet my criteria. The over 41 looks great. Yes, they're two separate things yes and then I, you brought up your miscellaneous point for no reason about oh divisional games God. got it okay you're gonna bet the goddamn football <laughs> team and the goddamn new york football giants 
over 41. We got it. Eric, write it down in your notebook. If it, if, it, if it counteracted my point, I would understand. Fucking why you a. People are sub, people are like, people have stopped listening at this point. 36 minutes in, they're done. If it counteracted, you you would all right. say so. Since, all right. So so what is that that is that that's your first that's your first no. bet of the week. That's the bet that you like. This no, week. you're just volunteering random betting nuggets that you follow for no reason. Didn't even counteract what I was saying. Go ahead. Since you guys want to go first, you guys. I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on right now. Did you pick your your week one head to head? Yes, I did. Before you just went up. Before you went on your random. And now you just picked the Giants and the Redskins, uh, or the Giants and the football team over forty. I did not. So you go. So go and pick your first bet now. No, you guys go. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm getting a drink. Oh so my after, God. after listening to your use. All right. Nuggets. All right, Eric, do you have, do you have a bet? Do you, do you have a bet besides your, your bet for, for week one? I do. Since, since the man child can't, can't understand <laughs> that's going to bring him back with a vengeance, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> since the man child can't, uh, can't understand, uh, can't cede his authority as the number one uh, or the number two picker this week. It's going to bring him back with authority. He's going to have something hot to say. <laughs> Yo, these Tupper Chicos are fire, bro. Oh, okay. I thought he was gonna come back harder than that, but okay. All right, Eric, what do you got for me? Favorite uh, favorite favorite bets of the week. So I'm just giving you guys three, right? No, give us one. We're gonna go round one. robin style. All right. So I like uh I like Tennessee plus five and a half. I don't okay. think they're gonna okay. win, but Ooh, I think it'll be a different scary. outcome than this. That's mm. a scary one, bro. Against Seattle? In mm. Seattle? Yeah, fuck Seattle. Mm. In Seattle, though? Yeah, that is yes. a scary one. I like uh, it. Listen, I wouldn't, you, come I, out, you, you come out the gates, you have a bad performance, you got to turn it around. You got to turn it around. Yeah. And this is the perfect team to turn around against because they're trash. Yeah, what? you're saying you're – saying, <laughs> he just lost the bet. Colts. Seattle is Seattle. <laughs> hey, hold on, Eric. Why are you 0-1 in head-to-head right now? Can you, fuck Seattle. <laughs> okay all right so he went back to the well got it oh. can you, all right can we just start a trend where eric you just have to pick your head-to-head matchup has to be uh the, the team that seattle is playing all right i'm gonna take this is this line obviously it goes with my with my week one recap i'm gonna take denver minus six Who's the, fact denver that denver, playing? the fact that denver is getting less than a touchdown Oh, playing, Jacksonville. playing Jacksonville? You're kidding me. That's free money right there. That's Look free that. money. Denver minus six. I'm I after the show. I'm gonna go bet it right then. So, hey, uh, those of you listening, Nick doesn't bet free money, according to eight minutes earlier, and then five minutes earlier where he was arguing about over unders at forty five. So fade this bet because clearly Jacksonville will lose by three. Jacksonville will somehow manage. <laughs> I don't know how they will, but they don't do it. I don't know how either, but because you don't bet free money and you called it free money, it's it's gonna happen. They're gonna do it. All right, Jermaine, what's your what what's your first what's your first bet? And we don't have to have three. It's just whatever bets you like, whatever bets you like on the slate. I like Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers over forty eight. Okay. Can I make a bet in that game with you? Yeah, of course. Detroit plus ten and a half. If you saw the product that the Green Bay Packers brought to the field, 
and the product that the Lions brought to the field? Oh, this is the question I had for you guys. Okay, let's hear it. This Remember, I like to start the podcast by asking you guys a question. Mm-hmm. This is the question. Is Aaron Rodgers throwing the season? It's a great conspiracy theory, and did, I love to hear it. <laughs> did you see the passes he was throwing? I I did not. I did I was not able to watch to watch the Packers game. You were able, you just did not. So Google Google the Marcus Williams interception, right? He just underthrew it. No. The Marcus Williams interception. This is what happens. Devontae Adams is running uh like seam out like corner post to the left <laughs> what hold on hold on hold on let me break I, that route down you said he's running a seam out corner post i i meant to say out to the to the oh, sideline okay. okay. and then i corrected it to corner <laughs> okay. post and the, honestly it sounds like the most wild route no but you run. know but at the beginning of that route somehow you snuck in seam i don't know how you did it you're like he's running a seam out corner post i was like all right john madden with your spider 2xy banana because he did run up the seam, and it was great. Okay. It's so right. perfect. But he was running a skinny post, and Marcus Marcus Williams was the safety on the coverage, and he was doubling Devontae Adams, clearly doubling. You had Marquez Valdez-Scantling just running the most absurd route I ever – I don't – it's a go. It's like I a, think- <laughs> a go fade route. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was straight line, and the cornerback was pushing him inside. Marcus Williams breaks off Devontae Adams when the football's thrown, and Devontae Adams is 10 – I mean, uh, Marcus Williams is 10 yards away from Valdez Scantling when he catches the interception. It's a good when throw, he ca- I think. Green, Aaron Rodgers literally was just so mad he's in his own end zone, and he just fucking throws the football as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that, honestly – He's throwing the game at that point. Like, I mean, they were down what 27. Was, what was the score? Yeah, I was about to say, what's the score? Because he might have just been like, you know what, guys? <laughs> Fuck, Fuck <you>. it. <laughs> yeah. But so the um, first interception he threw, he threw to Paul Adebo. And there's a drag route. I think it's Devontae Adams is running Paul a drag route. Like chicken with the bones in it? No. <laughs> no, the third round uh, cornerback out of Stanford. Oh, oh, right. Okay. All right. Right. Everyone knows that naturally, right? Everyone knows the Saints third string cornerback. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> so Devontae's running a drag route and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers throws it to the left side of the field. <laughs> Aaron, yeah, I wish, dude. Aaron Rodgers getting hit by two Saints players. And on the way down, he tries to just get the football out. It's five yards behind Devontae Adams into Paul Adebo's, like, hands. I want to see Aaron Rodgers, like, actually, like, throw. Like, I want to see him be like, hey, it's first down. It's first and goal. I want him to see him hit both uprights (laughs) and then, like, the camera on the goalpost. Like, I want to see him, like, actually throwing the game. Like, (laughs) hey, hey, it's it's third and ten at his 20. I want to see him try to hit the sound guy on the sideline. Like, I want to see him, like, actually, like, Throw the ball into Rosie. I'm I'm watching the Packers games purely to see if Aaron Rodgers is throwing it now. I think I, he might be. If a if a if a defensive end is running up to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers runs a play action and the end is in his face and he hands the ball to the end. <laughs> I was just about that, to say, yeah. That, that's when I know. That's when I know this man is throwing. Do you think Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers will shovel pass a ball to the nose tackle? 
<laughs> this season. Over under. What's the over under? Can we find the over under on that? I think the, the odds on that happening might be in our favor. We might be minus one forty five that this happens based on the first game, dude. All right, Eric. Do you got you got any more bets you like this week? I got one more that I actually like a lot, and it's right, going to be it. Bengals money line plus one thirty five against the Bears. As long as Dalton's playing, I'm taking money line the opposing team every week. I mean, that might be, you know, I know we don't delve a lot into fantasy football, but that might be like, as long as Andy Dalton starts, the defense that's playing the Bears might be the defense to start. Yeah, I love uh, Chris Collins. Again, I keep roasting the guy, but he's actually good. At, he's a good commentator, but last night he looked, he was, he was not in midseason form. Out he of was, his depth, some would yeah, say. Yeah, he, he was just like, man, the Bears just lack explosion. And I'm like, bro, for like four years now, the Bears have lacked explosion. Like, what do you I, I'll mean? tell you what, the Bears just lack explosion here. That's why what? we got Justin Fields, but then we decided not to start him. Welcome to Mac Nagy, Matt Nagy's school of, of, of drafting and playing. Eric, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go in with you like I just went in with Jermaine. I don't like the Chicago money line, but as long as I'm getting Chicago minus – or. Uh, as long as I'm getting, yeah, Chicago minus three against a Bengals team that I don't think is that that got some lucky plays against the the Vikings, I'm gonna take Chicago minus three. Oh shit! I smell another twenty dollar bet, dude. No, no, we're not turning this into the Nick Nick versus E podcast. It's not happening. Why not? You guys have competing bets. Put a yeah. little extra cheddar on it. Wait, so you, you took you reason. took you took the Bengals, right? Yeah, money line. So let me so let me take you. So let me get Chicago plus three. Right. If it if it if it hits, I'll buy. Well, well yeah, twenty bucks. Sh- Chicago minus three. Yep, Chicago minus three. All right, deal. All right, twenty bucks. All right, Jermaine, oh. you got any more bets? I got two more for this week. I have some very very interesting ones. I love the New England Patriots against the Jets. Oh, minus six. Talk minus, to me, daddy. Minus six. And then the second one I have, I'm looking at Arizona Cardinals minus four and a half. Against the Vikings. Against the Vikings. It's a great bet. It, it's a it's it's a great bet. I wouldn't have taken a flyer on it. Let's talk about that New England game first. If New England can literally put one more rusher, or sorry, the equal number, one less rusher than the Jets have blockers, they're getting to the quarterback. <laughs> well, Makai Becton is gone, who's an outstanding yeah. left tackle, who well, I thought would stabilize the rest of the line, but he's gone. No, 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 no. Listen to this. Before Mac- when, before Makai Becton got injured in the Panthers-Jets game, the Panthers were sending four and getting constant quarterback pressure. After Makai Becton left, for some reason, the Carolina Panthers stopped doing what they were doing and pressuring the quarterback. As long as the Patriots pressure the quarterback, they win this game by, I don't know, a thousand. So Patriots that, minus six. That has the feel of a double digit win. And like a good, like Mac Jones, like I, I guarantee you, after he wins it, they're going to be like Mac Jones statement win. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what we're going to hear. Good you know, Lord, fucking coming. media, bro. The dude's one, one in one, and I'm getting a statement win. <laughs> Eat a dick. Has me, yeah, the, the headline, here, here's my prediction. I'm taking New England minus six, and the headline, Mac Jones arrived, question mark. 
Oh my god. <laughs> That's what it is. So we're both on New England minus six. All right, Jermaine. All any right. other bets? Talk, talk me out of this Arizona Cardinals bet. Talk why, out of the Arizona Cardinals. Why, bet. why is Arizona Cardinals minus four and a half at home? Right? They were in Tennessee and they trounced the fuck out of Tennessee in the most complete game Cliff Kingsbury's ever put together. Kyler Murray. If he plays like that all season, give Are you him to talk me into it or am I trying give to talk him you the out MVP it? now? If Kyler Murray plays like that all season, give him the MVP now. Yeah. Why is Arizona only minus four and a half against the Minnesota Vikings? All right, here's the thing. Cliff Kingsbury is really great at devising systems. He's really great at devising four wides, stuff that the NFL hasn't seen, which by week eight, the NFL will have figured out. He doesn't have a very difficult system. Do you really think Kyler Murray can run around for that long in every single one of the 17 games and then do well in the playoffs? First of all, the Cincinnati Bengals were coming back, right? They had their offensive line. They have their rookie quarterback, who's still basically a rookie. He only played in you know a couple weeks last year. He had his friend Jamar Chase. It was a statement game for the Bengals. Okay, they showed here. up. They showed up. You asked me why I'm trying to convince you out of it. I said that the Bengals, that I said that this was a good bet. The Bengals had to win in overtime and beat the Vikings at home in Cincinnati. The Vikings are a better team in the first weeks of the season than the Titans are. The Titans haven't figured it all out yet. If a new tight end, if Julio Jones. Derrick Henry will regress. We've talked about all this through the podcast. That's why you shouldn't take the Cardinals. It's because the Vikings will improve. They will improve to the mean. Meme? Mean? Jesus Christ. And the Cardinals will regress to the mean. They are not the team that we saw week one. We saw a team come out hot and ready for week one with, with Cliff Kingsbury's new schemes. That once you have film on them, are going to be really easy to, to diagnose. Nah, I don't like it. Eric, give me Justin Jefferson's stats for this game. Give me that. Give me that. Who's a better duo, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, or Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson? Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Okay. So how you, are you they, gonna give me? How are you going to give me a white skill player and then ask who the who the better one is? No, nah, I mean it's a it's a fair question. Minnesota he, Duluth for life, dog. He had five receptions for seventy one yards. Okay, he had five for 71. Pretty pedestrian if you want to talk about wide receiver one. Bum. You yeah, think one, that Jefferson you, or Thielen? Is, Jeff, is Justin Jefferson wide receiver one? Yes, Justin Jefferson's wide receiver one. Yeah, the only reason everyone loves Adam Thielen is because Kirk Cousins trusts him in the red zone. He's a white scope. And, and the only reason why everyone loves Adam Thielen because Kirk Cousins trusts him in the end zone is because Irv Smith Jr.'s hurt. Up until Irv Smith Jr. getting hurt, Adam Thielen was on target to regress. I got a story now, about Irv Smith Jr. I'll tell you guys after the podcast. Now he's a trade target. It has it has the same thing to do with the uh, the story about Mark Andrews. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So I don't. I just don't see it. That front four for I, you know what happened is Arizona got good early. They made great signings in the offseason early. They made great draft decisions with Zayvon Collins early. 
And then everyone forgot about all the additions and changes they made with AJ Green and JJ Watt adding veterans to this locker room that they didn't have the year before. You asked me, you asked me to convince you out of a bet that I was riding myself. So I know, but (laughs) but you you didn't do a good job, is what I'm saying. So now I'm getting the listeners to ride on this pick. They added Rodney Hudson, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones is a back and a monster. I'm pretty sure Chandler Jones sat out last year. Is uh, it, it Taylor Taylor Lewan? Would you say he's a pretty good left tackle? <laughs> like maybe Pro Bowl, All Pro. Chandler Jones has got seven or four sacks. Sorry, five, five sacks, five. <laughs> five sacks, and seven tackles off this man. He he did this man so dirty Two that he had fumbles. to that he had to post to Instagram to say he's gonna get better. <laughs> Chandler Jones, oh, listen, if you were to listen to anything this podcast has to say, Chandler Jones is legitness. Every time I watch Chandler Jones, I'm fairly certain I checked our group chat between the two of us. And so it's it's a small group. But yes. I always I always say one thing. Chandler Jones is the most underrated player in the NFL. The most underrated defensive player, yes. Who's the most underrated then? I'll, I'll give you the most underrated. <laughs> I'll give you the most underrated. Russell Wilson is the most underrated offensive player in the NFL. I can see that. It's because it's because Pete either Carroll, him or Matt Stafford. It's because Pete Carroll wants to run the wishbone, but Russell Wilson's <laughs> so good he can't he can't no, run him. Bro. No, Pete Carroll wants to run the option. That's how old school Pete Carroll is. <laughs> yeah, he wants to run the the wing back option. All right, so I'm taking Cardinals minus four and a half. All right, I have one one final bet for this week, and it's going to be the New Orleans Saints minus three and a half. I can't bet my team, but I love that. The line. fact the fact that it, you just need to watch five minutes of game film on what happened in the Carolina Panthers game, and know the history of the Carolina Panthers the last three years facing the Saints, and they're going to lose. And oh, by the way, do the Saints have a quarterback that the Carolina Panthers have faced at all ever? Yes. Oh, yeah, they do. A guy that's been in their division for the last four years. The Carolina Panthers are losing this game by seventy, and it's not even a, it's not even a, it's not even a thing. Yo, Matt Rule Eric- can't Matt Matt, Re- Matt Rule can't call plays in the end zone. <laughs> is Eric praying? He's praying for for Sam Darnold's soul when he gets <laughs> stolen by the by the Saints. Look, all, all I'm saying is. Jameis Winston threw, I believe it was 19 passes, right? Eric can look that up and double check for me. But Jameis Winston was like 15 of 19 for 150 yards and five fucking touchdowns. Tutties. That means we ran the ball down their throat. And there is nothing I, I, look, I could be wrong. Carolina can have a fucking firm front. Seven. Mm. We're gonna find out real quick this weekend. We're gonna find out, and it won't. And I guarantee you, it's not gonna be a. Oh, he, be was, a he was fourteen to twenty. I was off by by one. Not gonna be a pleasant thing, by the way. Oh my god! And to, like, are they really just? They just don't think Jameis Winston can repeat that performance with Sean Payton, who or, who who went three and one with Taysom Hill and three and one with Teddy Bridgewater when Drew Brees was hurt. Hey, do e, we, this might we, th- this this might be asking a lot, but can you look up Jameis Winston's record against the Carolina Panthers? Do we not think 
that Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would think we think that, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at this line, and maybe it's because it's on the road, and on the road matters, especially – Man, how okay? This is they, another thing they, I want to ask they you. Beat, how, they, they beat Carolina three times in a season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he's five and four against Carolina. Uh, um, how good is it to see fans back at these games? I th- yes, but I'm so like so so. My job has made me so sick of it, right? Because <laughs> literally, dude, I've probably watched seven games at this point and every single game they go i know it's not the same announcers i know i shouldn't be frustrated by it but every game they go so great to see fans back here in the stadium so great at football 2021 <laughs> i didn't notice that but that's funny as fuck you know what i mean Every game you guys watched this weekend, different announcers. They didn't repeat. But every single one of them, if you were to watch the first minute of the game, they go, welcome back. We're here in Dallas. You know what? I just got to say this, Troy. It's great to have fans back in the stadium this year. <laughs> of course hey, went, hey, it's, of hey, course hey, it's me. Of course Joe Troy Aikman. <laughs> yeah, of course, dude. I love Troy. I, I, I hate Troy. I hate Troy Aikman. I love Joe Buck. Joe Buck, Joe Buck is good. Joe Buck but it's like, good. hey, 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 it's Mike Maniscalco and Booger McFarlane here in, in Carolina. Something wow. like that fast back in the stadium, isn't it? That was, by the way, that was a good, that was a good pairing I, I put there. It's Joe, it's Joe Tessitore and Mark Schlereth, bro. <laughs> yeah. So great to have fans here in Denver, huh? I'm Joe Tessitore, a.k.a. got fired from Monday Night Football after one season. I mean, like, I, yes, yeah, it is great. It's great to see the atmospheres there. In I will say more so in college football, you can actually see that, like, the what? college football. How is no. that a flag? Oh, I was just like, I was like, what? I didn't say that. I didn't say that audacious of a thing. They're um, trying. No. They're guaranteeing me losing this head to head, bro. That is horseshit. Are you fucking kidding me? I, as, first of all, as a New Orleans Saints fan, I consider myself a penultimate professional at knowing what pass interference is. If you know what I'm talking about, you know. That's fucking horseshit, bro. It's the first game in Vegas. They can't have Vegas lose. Oh, my fucking God. Eat a dick. All right. Well, that's that's live on the podcast. But, yeah, sure, sure. Um. That's pro football. Oh, so he's five. So James Swinson is five and five. Okay. Yeah, yeah, five and five. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's great to see fans back. It really is. But I've heard it so many times, it's kind of lost its luster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't realize they. It makes yeah. sense that they beat it into the ground. Yeah, you, have, you have different announcers, and it's a different game. It's and the stick. And I guarantee you, you watched Thursday. You watched the morning oh. game. You uh-huh. watch a little bit of the afternoon games, and uh-huh. then you watch the night game, and you're gonna fin- end up watching the. Monday oh, I, I, oh, I'm not talking just about NFL. I'm talking about college football. Every college football game. Oh, and then that... every, and then I, I know, I know, I know, I should not be upset about this, but this is my one thing this week that I'm irrationally upset about: <laughs> is college football fans holding 9/11 never forget signs. <laughs> you didn't even remember it. 
How can you forget it? <laughs> you, yeah, you, you said, weren't alive when it happened. Who did you so send? You sent me the photo, yeah, and you're like, yeah. "Were they were they alive during 9 11?" Dude, and- I was. I was so I was so hot on Saturday morning because obviously, like, I don't I don't mean to like disenfranchise anyone that was in the military. But a lot of us growing up in the millennial generation joined the military because of a certain event that happened. 100%. And then to see or, or joined to serve to to basically like that was a galvanizing event in our lives. And then yeah. to see kids in college trying to clout chase by holding up signs that are like 9-11 never forget when they're t- at, at most 22 years old. Yeah, it kind of it kind of is like it rubbed you the wrong way. It rubbed me the wrong way, right? And I, I never, I, I never served in Afghanistan. I never served in Iraq. I wish I, I had. I, I wanted to. I did. Jermaine did. Thank you for your service. No, it's <laughs> after what Joe Biden just did. No, don't thank me. Jermaine, for shit. Jermaine served point? in a nice air conditioned talk in Afghanistan. What, what was the point, bro? What was the point of me being out there, bro? You know how many indirect mortar fire I had on my birthday? Uh, dude, I, I I can tell you, man. I, you and I, we, eight, we will. Eight we, different indirect mortar fires where I had to go find contractors to make sure they were alive. Yeah, my life was dispensable, but I had to make sure the contractors were fine. On my birthday, full kit, I'm running around <laughs> trying to find motherfuckers in the shower, in the shitter. <laughs> Because indirect fire just keeps happening, bro. Eight different isn't, isn't times. That, isn't that so funny that the dudes they're paying, the dudes they're paying $125,000, they send the guy they're paying like $45,000 a year to go fight. It's unreal, bro. Eight different times on my birthday, which is 8-8. Eight, eight. <laughs> I was just like, you got to be fucking fist fucking me. Waking me up in the middle of the night to go find these fuckers. I'm running around in sneakers, shorts, t-shirt. And fight battle rattle. Kit, kit, you know, battle rattle. Finding these fuckers. I'm so hot about this whole situation, dude. I try to keep calm, but I just can't do it, bro. We'll talk, about it, when, we'll talk when about I, it when I'm in San Diego next weekend. When I was 14, when I was four, or 15, I asked my mom if I could join the military. And she fucking blew up on me. I mean, and yeah, she said... Your man, all I way no. <laughs> she's she's Puerto Rican, so if you know Puerto Ricans are fiery. She hits you she with said, the chancla and then said, "What yo, are you thinking?" She fucking yelled at me for a good thirty five minutes to the point where I was just like, "Yo, I asked the question, could just <laughs> said no." You know, uh, it was like it was hot, and I was like, and I asked that at fifteen because I wanted the academy, uh, and it was because of nine eleven. I wanted to do it, but my father was dishonorably discharged. So my mother, who experienced that whole situation, lost her shit on me. <laughs> and then at 20 years old, I just enlisted and told her afterwards. <laughs> after you got out, right? No, no, no. You told her after you got out. No, no, She still doesn't know yet. No, so Oh, yeah, she does, still doesn't <laughs> know. All right. Well, it's <laughs> a good thing out. she didn't listen to this podcast. Sorry, Mama Mendes. <laughs> Uh, oh thank you, goodness. thank you for your service. Uh, not Jermaine, <laughs> bum, trash, bum, Mendez. 
All right, so ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have. I hope you enjoyed the head-to-head and week one recap. Some of our thoughts from this NFL weekend, as well as bets to look forward to for week two. two. Holy shit, what was that? Was I the only one who heard that? No, I heard it too. Let's hope it didn't. Let's hope it didn't post. That was a little bit of a ghost there, huh? Oh man, who knew the FBI was listening to the recordings? Right, good job, guys. Keep it up. As always, thank you for listening. Go follow and support on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. Nick, you got anything? No, make, uh, again, make sure we. So we have been really bad about posting on the Twitter, and we now have we are now releasing basically our best bets and we'll we'll talk about these too like our kind of interesting bets but also our head-to-heads are posting on twitter and every week at least one of us will be on the account we'll be liking sharing uh like like videos of plays that we see so that's that that's a good thing but yeah we appreciate you guys as always and uh yeah internet what you got Uh, Appreciate you guys for tuning in. See you next week. All right. With that being said, we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.